0: You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives, to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, friends. We are so excited today. We have a special guest with us today, and uh, she has written a book called Eight Days to Live, My Journey to Commit Suicide, Sharon dear, you know, and I'm excited, Sharon Cunningham, Um, is a person that grew up on the south side of Chicago, and she discovered at a very young age uh, that she had this entrepreneurship spirit. And that's interesting for a young child, person to discover that, but it was her desire to help people at a very, very young age. And so with that passion, she was working in the arts and in dance and tap and ballet. I mean, she was a busy little girl, you might want to say, but she had a passion for writing stories. And so one night in particular, Uh, Sharon's love and passion just seems to burst through, and she suddenly became ignited to want to write. And so she felt this special calling that God had placed on her heart, and it propelled her to be able to write her first fictional novel. And it's so good, you don't know, you're like, oh my God, is this true? What happened? What's going on here? But uh, her desire to just share her story and enlighten the human heart has been such a a blessing. Um, We've had her in the studio, and she's did some live interviews with us before. Today we have her on the podcast. So Sharon, I just wanna say welcome, welcome, welcome. We got a lot to talk about. And- uh, Thank you for having me. We gonna jump right in here. This is a, this is okay. one of my sister girlfriends, one of my sister girlfriends. So we got a lot of work we gotta do in the future here. But Sharon, <laughs> let's let's go back a little bit. And I know that, you know, you started out as a, as a young girl wanting to help people. You had that that spirit, that that heart to wanna help people. Uh, Go back a little bit into your backstory of how you kind of grew up and what cultivated that spirit.
1: It was always in me. I realized it mainly, I mean, all of my life, about maybe seven years old. Mm -hmm. I was sitting on my floor and I wanted a typewriter so bad. I knew I always liked writing. I wanted to type. I wanted to tell a story. The funny thing is I would take neighbors and tell stories to them they would be so captivated. I said, I have something. This is my gift. I knew about the age of seven that this was what I was supposed to do. Hmm. So I asked for this typewriter that I did not know how to use. (laughs) And I said, well, I have this, this feeling. I'm sitting on the floor. And I said, okay. I just started laughing. I don't even have a story to write about. I don't even know how to use the typewriter. I heard a voice come to me. And at that time, I realized this was something else. It was another force that told me when I become an adult, I would write a book. And I said, well, what will the book be about? They said it would be about a serious nature. You don't understand that right now. And it will surround four women. And I said, okay. So in the back of my mind, I kept that as a reference. So, okay, how is it going to transpire? Um, And all through my life, I love creating. I love storytelling. And so when I became an adult, after reading a series of books, I put that last book on the shelf and Mm. I heard that voice again. Wow. It said, it's time to write your book now. So I asked for a story. If this was real and coming from God, give me a story to write about. This played out like a movie. I started crying. It had to be about 12 midnight. Wow. In the morning. Wow. I knew it was meant to be.
0: The next day I got on the typewriter and started writing and I couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so interesting because when you say typewriter, a lot of kids today, they don't even know what (laughs) a typewriter typewriter is. is. And and, and for you to be so passionate of working with that particular instrument, you know, uh, nowadays people have tablets and computers and and it's so much easier because, you know, you have to go to the end and then zoom it back across and things like that. But it's it's interesting because... But God, but you use what you had in your hand. You use what God gave you yes. to get yeah. started. And it's really amazing because I have I have the book here and it's really, really a deep, deep read. But the book is called Eight Days to Live, My Journey to Commit Suicide, which in and it of itself is gripping, is gripping. What, what motivated you to write this particular book? Because as you said, you were going to have a deep story. But this takes you deep, this this is deep, deep, deep sea diving. This is not light surface type of reading. So when I had the vision, the one, well,
1: it was like I saw the beginning, the middle and the end of the story. Okay. And I felt that character's pain. Um, You know, we all go through different things and how you handle Mm -hmm. it is different from someone else. Right, right. And I felt this character's emotions, like I felt Mm -hmm. it was me. So when I saw the story unfold, I really didn't know the ins and outs and in-betweens of what was actually going to happen. I couldn't even predict everything else that would come and transpire and other people within the novel. But I felt her pain. And I'll tell you this, within the story, she writes to her friends before her passing. She's setting the stage throughout the whole eight days. Mm. to plan her death. She's such a meticulous person. Um, some of her friends would think she was so anal because she thinks she's, no, she's like a person who, by the age of 30, I better be married. She's so mm. organized.
0: Okay, okay. So
1: even within the planning of her death, she decides to plan it throughout the eight days. She has to leave everything, finished, just just so, wow. Her
0: wardrobe. <laughs> wow, so, wow.
1: So when I saw this within the vision, I was just so moved. I couldn't wait to see what would unfold when I started typing on my keyboard. Wow. Let me tell you, the book was a struggle in itself and it was a test for me. Um, Like it gave me a growth growth spurt. Yes. What I mean is when I started typing, I was working on a computer. I got so far into the book, like say about three or four chapters, my computer crashed.
0: Wow. I was
1: like, okay. So what I heard Mm. is believe and receive. I said, okay, mm. I have to figure out a way. I thought mm. about my father's old computer he wasn't using anymore. And I asked him, I said, what's the problem with that computer? He said, I can't remember, but I think you just have to keep it, you know, plugged in. I got that computer. I had to copy everything. I didn't back it up, which was a wow. mistake. So I had to type everything over and I was ready. I got started. You know mm. his crash? <laughs> his computer crashed.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: But along the way, I learned to back up but i was told if you believe something so wholeheartedly it will manifest yes this is a test do you want this bad enough this has to be told this story's going to be told let's see what you're made of i got back i got to thinking i said okay i'm going to believe i'm going to receive a computer just was handed to me literally
0: Mm -hmm.
1: by my parents who said, here, go forward. We'll work out the details. We caught it on sale. And I knew right then and there, I had to go for it. So it was a struggle getting the book, but I knew it taught me something too. It's almost like being the character, Ashley, Mm -hmm. going through a journey, Mm -hmm. going through obstacles and not Mm -hmm. giving up. You can't give up. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And she didn't know that. She was in such a dark place that she said, I don't see a way out. I'm just miserable being here in my own skin.
0: You know, it's interesting because the character in the book that you write about, Ashley uh, Worshin, she she wanted to be a published writer. And here you are being a writer in that world. But here, this character had all of these things going on. Like you said, she was very meticulous, planning her life out in eight days for it to be over. It was like journaling. It's my life's going to be over in eight days. But she had challenges. She had uh, things that were going on in her life that she felt enough is enough. And that's what made her want to end her life because of all the trauma and the things that happened, losing her mother, you know, uh, and things like that. And I think sometimes in life, there's pressures that people have. There's competition. There's overwhelming, uh, you know, just so much that people have on their plate. And a lot of people do contemplate suicide. They think I can't handle it. Things are going, you know, you used to hear about people jumping off of bridges or something like that or yeah. jumping out of windows. People are under pressure. People are under stress. And so this suicide situation is very real and, and the numbers are astounding even in young people. You know, can you address a little bit of that for the the rates and things with suicide? The suicide
1: rate has gone up so much. It's sad because you have so many things, as you know. I think. There's no generation that's not gone through something. Yes. Uh, we had slavery. We had wars. This is no different. But the pressures, you think about the economy, people doing without. Um, I think about children. If you think about, I remember as a child having Officer Friendly come visit. I yes. have other yes. people from different. I yes. don't know what they're looking at now mm. as far as their inspiration. Wow. Where do they go? Sometimes mm. we have these videos and music that's telling yeah. them one thing, but right. well, get it that right, way, right, it's right, not, right, right. That's not realistic for everybody. Mm. So what are what are they going for? What are their goals? What are they inspired to do? Who are they mm. looking at for inspiration? Wow, wow. And when they feel like they have no resources, then they feel like the only option is to leave. Do you rob? Do you do you do this, that, and another? Wow! Well, do you wow. run? It's so much pressure and guilt, and mm. and things going on in the household, not let alone society. So some people just say, "I, I don't know where to go." We need guidance. We need people to help. There's mm-hmm. there's always a way, for the yes. most part. Yes. Yes. And some people don't know where to go, and they just consider themselves lost, and they just have to give up and just say, "Well, this is just I'm going." But the thing is, you can't avoid it. Mm. In my opinion. Okay. I believe your spirit will always have to address this lesson that you have to learn whatever you're going through. That's even with the typewriter. When everything failed, I learned wow. that lesson. Wow. Mm. So I see it's the same being for them. They have to figure it out no matter how hard the circumstances may appear to be. Yes. There's always a light. Yes. Yeah. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. But how do you get the direction if no one's directing in the right mm-hmm.
0: order? That's true. So
1: it's going up so high because of those things, I believe. So, yeah, yeah it's
0: sad. And it's, it's amazing because, you know, Ashley's life was kind of OK. Then things were getting to a boiling point where she wanted to commit suicide, but not just committing suicide. It's leaving these information behind for people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I've, I've heard of people leaving notes and and just telling people, you know, it's too much. I can't bear it. And and this is a real situation for people that are out there, mm-hmm. that are listening, that are going through even with this pandemic that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like I can't deal with it. I can't take it anymore. They've lost loved ones. You know, they've lost jobs. Okay. They've lost pretty much their their mental capacity just to to exactly. to live because things have changed so much for them, even in their working environment. And so you've got kids at home, and you've got more mental health issues than mm-hmm. you would normally have. And so mm-hmm. people like in the book, Ashley, she just wanted to a point where, hey, I just want to check out. I'm, I'm just done. Okay. But the interesting thing, talk about how she wrote the letters to people along the way. It wasn't that she just said, I'm done, but she was really, it's almost like crying out for help. Exactly. In I was like going way. Exactly. Um, And you know, a lot of times people say, I didn't see
1: signs that someone wanted to go this route. And that may be true for some people. But a lot of times we Mm -hmm. leave little trails Mm
0: -hmm. of unhappiness.
1: So many people suffer from depression and people go, okay, they'll be okay. You really don't know. Some people don't know, well, should I push a little further to say, what's wrong? What's going on? Because you know how some people have yeah. attitudes where they're like, leave me alone. I just want to be left alone. Right, right. I want to honor that space. But a lot of times people leave signs. What's so sad, I, I know someone personally
0: mm. that
1: isn't mentally well. Um, They had had no place to go. Mm. Their parents didn't know what to do because there was, everybody just told them, even in the field of like the police officers, yeah. Um, the the hospital said, well, they have to want help. Mm-hmm. They have to come to, to us. You can't just insist that they go. So what do you do? You know, yeah. how do you help Tell that out. person? Right, so right. I knock down the door. This book is my way of knocking down the door to wake people up to say, look at this. This person is going through it. They think there's no hope. Um, other people, we all go through things, but there's always hope. Mm. There's always a possibility that something can get better. We just have to seek it out and pay attention. pay attention. Yes, to the people around us and know and find a, a creative way of reaching them.
0: Because,
1: mm. You know, some people just um they have ended their lives because of jobs or whatever, or just a boyfriend left them, or girlfriend they broke yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And there's billions of people in the world. I'm gonna say, hey, you know, wake up. There's so many more out there that you can pick or choose from. It's not that Exactly. exactly. You no, know? yeah. not limited to this. That one story. Right. Right. But yeah. So I say, like, reach out. Be vigilant. Watch what they're doing. See the patterns, especially in the young people. Yes. Um, yes with young people because they're watching they have so many influences with social media right right. um what do you call it um those when they challenge challenge yeah challenges yes i've seen people set themselves on fire and even with suicide they're influencing them to do it it makes sense it does not make sense wow i'm just saying whatever way in whatever way you can just be vigilant and see how you can help or get help Outsiders can help sometimes. I'm big on counseling. Mm. Like it's suggesting people see a counselor or someone they they find that is close enough Mm. that they can trust.
0: Right, right. Especially elders. Right, right. And it's important for, if you're going through a difficult time, you know, they say tough times don't last, but tough people do. And sometimes you just have to push a little harder to get through that difficult time. Like you said, if it's a person that walked out of your life Maybe that person wasn't supposed to be in your life. And you're holding on yeah. to, to something, questioning something where there should have been a period in that mm-hmm. at that place. And you're like, got kind of a question, Mike, like, why did they leave? But whatever is going on in your life, in your world, in your affairs, we want you to know that there still is hope. If you wake mm-hmm. up, there's hope. You might be contemplate, contemplating uh, suicide like this young lady in the book and things like that um you may feel like my life is not worth living you know socrates said an unexamined life is not worth living we need to examine our life what's going on in our lives what's going on around us you know how are you feeling emotionally mentally physically because your emotional health is just as important as your physical health as well as your spiritual health so you kind of have to look at your life and examine it and see what's going on because there's a lot of things that play into um, people's demise. They just give up for different reasons. They just don't see hope at all. And so it's very, very important, you know, that we look at our lives, that we talk to people, talk to someone, anyone, just to get it out. And if you can't talk to anybody, talk to God, because God is always there. He's always listening. He's always in the ear. And sometimes people will feel like God doesn't love me. He's not, you know, he's, where is he? But God is there. And the only thing you have to do is just open up and talk if you don't do nothing talk in a quiet room by yourself you know talk get it out open up and things like that you know i want to ask your question if through the course of this book you know i i know that the young lady just kind of give us a little bit of what happened in the end it's like ah you know you want to tell it but you don't want to tell it but it's so intriguing because she writes all this letters and all this information eight days to to her journey to commit suicide she was committed mm-hmm. to an idea mm-hmm. and what happened what happens there
1: well without telling what happened yes. actually um she had her own way of weighing her options um starting to see things through a different lens so to speak and this is what i would want to say or share with people um that I realize and, and the character and all the characters within the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to, them to know if you're here, you're important enough to continue to be here. Mm. Your life is that valuable. Sometimes people have to go through great expense or certain extents to realize that.
0: Mm. But this is what I'm
1: saying now. You wouldn't be here if you weren't important enough. Wow. And the character had to dissect that um, as well as her friends. Yeah. Um, especially when you see someone hurting, if you carry guilt in your heart, in your space, you can still recover from that. Yes. There's a way to make amends. There's a way to, to find a way to help yourself. Um, if you're mm. physically ill, you just have to do the research because if you don't like where you are right now, you're hurting, mm. do something different, go right. a different direction. It's mm. always another way. Right. Right. So, so that's what the character had to do is, is do some soul searching. Um, along her journey, even within the eight days, she learned so much about herself.
0: Mm, wow. You know, what? what is one of the lessons or breakthroughs that you had in writing this book that you want people to walk away with? Because we know it's about suicide, um, things that's going on. What is the lesson that you want people to walk away with from this book?
1: Knowing oh. yourself, self-worth. Um, I think life is precious and that each individual is precious enough. Mm-hmm. to look within themselves to find a way no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a journey that's supposed to be so simple and easy in the sense that everything should feel happy-go-lucky. Yeah. But through those moments that are uncomfortable, it makes you greater.
0: Yes. You
1: know? So I want people to be left with that. No matter mm-hmm. what you're struggling with, there's always an opportunity to see the great part of yourself, which is the great I am, mm. <laughs> which is... More than what other people may tell you that you're not, mm. your circumstances, you're beyond all of that.
0: Mm. And you may mm. have to go through that to see your light, your true light and what you're really made of. Mm. Wow. And it, it, it's amazing. And we want you to know that at the end of the day, that you just come as you are. Whatever baggage you have, whatever's going on in your mind and your world and your affairs. just come as you are, but don't stay there. If you're going through something that you feel like I need to get out, don't stay in that place because you're not going to be asked by people who knew your name at the end. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to ask who knew your name. They're not going to ask, you know, how much money you gave or or what contributions did you give to this organization? Basically, at the end of the day, do you know Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Do you know Jesus and the gifts that has been given to you? Even though you might be in turmoil inside in your heart or in your mind, you still have been given gifts. And that's the gift of life. And it's very important, as as, uh, Sharon was saying, it's very important. So we want you to know that you're worthy. You're worthy of life. You're worthy of another day to be here on this earth, to be able to share a smile with the person that could be in the grocery store that you don't even know, um, to just give back a smile. So we want you, We don't want you to give up. Know that you are worthy to be here, that you matter, that you matter. You matter to God and that you matter to this world because you've been given gifts and you've been given life. And so it's very important, to, no matter where you are, if you're going through something, don't stay there. As Sharon said, get some help, You know, seek out some counseling, talk to someone because it's better to be able to understand That I was going through a rough patch versus realizing that every day is going to be like this the rest of my life. Don't dupe yourself into believing something that is not true about yourself. And so, Sharon, I just want to thank you so much for for, um, you know, writing this book, shedding some light on a subject that is that is very dark, but that is very real. And people need to talk about it. People need to talk about it in the families. People need to talk about it in the church. People need to be more aware of the sensitivity that people are going through, even through this pandemic. People are just having some issues and they don't know where to turn. And they don't know, they. some people don't believe in counseling. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, well, nobody ever exactly. talked in our family or anything like that. Right. But I want to applaud you, the fact that you're still here. If you're, you've thought about it, but you're still here, I want to applaud you and let you know that, you know, like I said, God matters. He matters to you. Okay, it matter to him most importantly. And Sharon, how can people get a hold of you to get more information on this subject matter, or to get you know information on the book that you have?
1: Um, right now it's available on Amazon.com. My website is under construction at the moment, so that's the best means to receive the book um, and get information on it. And um, at a later date, I can give you my information when I'm up and running with my um, website.
0: Okay, and so we just want you to check out this book. This is a very, very, very interesting book, Eight Days to Live, My Journey to Commit Suicide by Sharon Cunningham, and it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a gripper, (laughs) it gets you gripped and you're going through all these different chapters and you're seeing how this young lady was just seeming like she had it together, but yet she was detailing every area of her suicidal life up to eight days. Uh, even down to her wardrobe, which is interesting. So it's a very well-written book. Probably will be a movie one day <laughs> and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But uh, but we want you to um, definitely, like I said, if you're going through something out there, please, please uh, seek some help. Don't stand alone in whatever you're going through. Try to get some help because it matters. Tomorrow is another day and it could be yours as a gift if you just hold on to your today. But friends, we're almost out of time. We just want to thank you for listening. If you didn't hear this entire broadcast, please visit our website for updates and more information. You can get more information on Sharon on our website. And remember that you are uniquely designed and you are strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.